Presented by the American Beverage Association. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raguman of All In. It's Thursday. Today's show, how the soon-to-be open Supreme Court seat might change just about everything in D.C. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. For weeks... Joe Biden's presidency has been slowed down by a stalled agenda, spiraling inflation, slipping poll numbers, and an angry base. But Wednesday delivered a much-needed jolt with the news that Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer will retire at the end of this term. It's a chance for the White House to pivot from the spate of bad news and rally depressed Democratic voters. It's also a chance for Biden to prove to black voters, who rescued his 2020 campaign, that he can deliver for them. The timing couldn't be more opportune. The defeat of the voting rights bill last week was a final straw for many voters of color disenchanted with the lack of action on that issue, as well as on police reform. A recent Quinnipiac poll showed that Biden's approval rating among black voters dropped down to 57%. That's down from 78% just a year ago. Perhaps that's why the White House wasted little time confirming that POTUS will follow through on his campaign promise to nominate the first black woman to serve on the high court. We're told that right after the Breyer news dropped, civil rights leaders lit up the White House phone lines, reminding the administration of that vow, and were promptly assured when Press Secretary Jen Psaki would clarify that Biden intended to keep his word. The president has uh, stated and reiterated his commitment to nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court and certainly uh, stands by that. The moment could also prove to be a unifier for Senate Democrats after their internal feuding over Build Back Better and voting rights. While the confirmation of a SCOTUS nominee in a 50-50 Senate has never occurred before, party leaders are projecting confidence that Biden's pick will have smooth sailing, and there's reason to believe they're right. All 50 Democrats have been unified on Biden's judicial nominee so far. Even Senator Joe Manchin tends to defer to presidents on nominations, which is why he supported two of Donald Trump's Supreme Court picks, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Senator Kirsten Sinema has also been a reliable vote in favor of Biden nominees. Here's how you can expect this to go down. Breyer is expected to announce his retirement today, though he's planning to serve out the remainder of his term, meaning the transition would happen sometime in early summer. However, the White House is expected to name his nominee quickly in less than a month. Meanwhile, Senate Majority Leader Schumer is planning for a speedy month-long confirmation process that mirrors the GOP's playbook for Amy Coney Barrett. Trump tapped Barrett on September 26, 2020. She was confirmed exactly one month later. Here's a question, though. Could the move upend Biden's legislative agenda? White House leaders hope to revive the BBB, but multiple Hill aides have told us in recent days that it's going to be several weeks before talks heat up again. That is, if they ever do. Now, BBB 2.0 is going to have to contend with a high-profile confirmation process that's going to suck up all the oxygen in Washington. A Senate Democratic aide argued to us that the chamber can work on both BBB and its CODIS nominee at the same time, if it comes to that. If Biden nominates someone around President's Day, for example, she'll have to go through weeks of hearings and meetings with senators before her nomination comes to the floor in late March or early April. Technically, the Senate needs just a few days for the actual confirmation vote, leaving the chamber open to focus on other things in the meantime, at least in theory. All right, you're probably wondering who's on the shortlist. The looming vacancy has already set off a behind-the-scenes scramble among influential black leaders. House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn is pushing for J. Michelle Childs, a federal judge who's set to appear for a hearing next week for her nomination to serve on the D.C. Circuit. Others are backing U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson, a former public defender who's personally met with Biden before and is currently considered the frontrunner. Also on the shortlist is California Supreme Court Justice Leandra Kruger, who clerked for Justin John Paul Stevens and is considered more of a moderate. 
While Clyburn is weighing in for Childs, we're told the Congressional Black Caucus isn't likely to get behind a single choice, especially this early on in the process. Civil rights leaders also aren't expecting to rally around one potential pick, especially since one of their own, Sherilyn Eiffel from the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, might be considered. Reverend Al Sharpton told us Wednesday night, quote, We do not want to give a single candidate. We want to make sure promises made, promises kept. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern, the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 3.30, Biden will receive his weekly economic briefing. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 12.30 today. The Senate and the House are out. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Manavala and have a great Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. America's beverage companies are working together to reduce plastic waste in our environment. They're carefully designing their bottles and caps to be 100% recyclable so every bottle can become a new one. Please help America's beverage companies get every bottle back. Learn more at everybottleback.org.